Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Welcome everyone to RB1 Colon a Fantasy Football Podcast. It has been a while. Uh, part of the Fake Teams Podcast channel. I am your humble host, Pete Rogers. Uh, and I am joined by some of the guys. We have the weatherman Jordan Smith and the ginger normal man Nick Bodiford. And if you hear scratching, whimpering, or barking in the background, it's because we are also joined by the new puppy, Bert Macklin, Bert Tyrannosaurus Macklin. Uh, who is uh, in his crate right now and in the room with me and is lying there staring at me and I just made eye contact, which is a no-no because now he knows I'm in the room. But how are you guys doing? Doing good. Really good, man. I like his middle name a lot. That's the actual, we looked at it. So the um, breeder who we got him from named names every litter after a theme gives him a theme so our theme was sesame street <clears throat> so he was bert and there was a nerney there was a kermit uh and we thought bert was just very applicable to him when he walks it just feels like a bert 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 bert, bert. he's got kind of short legs and a big butt so it kind of whole torso shakes when he when he moves and he's the smallest guy that so we really wanted to keep the name bert uh and then we were like ah bert macklin great name and then we realized when we do a, a quick internet search, his middle name is Tyrannosaurus. So Bert Tyrannosaurus Macklin. Just, and it fits. It's perfect. It's delightful. Oh, I made eye right contact on. again. I got to stop doing, stop this. doing that. Yeah. I'm my own, I'm my own worst enemy. I can't well, wait until you guys get a cat and name it Janet Snakehole. <laughs> he, <has a, laughs> he has a moose that he sleeps with that we call Janet. Nice. <laughs> Got to got to keep those uh, keep the Parks and Rex references alive for as long as possible. Um, are you guys ready for uh, the five year debate about whether or not Eli Manning is a Hall of Famer? Because he's not, but there will be an extensive debate about it, nonetheless. I know well, we, we were running last week because of because of the pupper, and that's when Eli retired. But I figured I had to get one. I had to get a dig in when I could about Eli. I feel like this argument has been just rehashed for the past like couple of years now. And I'm honestly just tired of handling it. I don't care if he makes it to the hall of fame or not. I, I care. It would offend me morally if he made it into the hall of fame. It's just like, what's the point of the hall of fame then? What are we doing here? Is this just like, Oh, you win a couple of super bowls and you're in Trent Dilfer, hall of fame quarterback, Joe Flacco, hall of fame quarterback. Uh, yeah, I don't give a shit. <laughs> this is the energy that I have missed. <laughs> I mean, it's our Patriots fan is the only one that cares. <laughs> what a They're shocker! Gonna, he's going to be in it. No, he's, he's going to be in it. And don't he, don't do and, this. And, to and me. honestly, the biggest thing is you could be like, "Who beat Tom Brady?" More, you know, it, like it's going to be. But should you really make the Hall of Fame based on just player. being able to beat Tom Brady? 
I don't think that the standards for a Hall of Fame are very high. It's, it's so preposterous. What's you the point of what is the mean? point of the Hall of Fame? Is the Hall of Fame just going to be like the Pro Bowl, or is just it's just what it is? Do you watch? Who in God's name watches the Hall of Fame introductory <laughs> shit? Like no one cares. It's all it is is like an old boys club where you get your fancy jacket. And the only story that I care about is that Michael Irvin didn't take it off his jacket off for a week, and he was like looked at the camera and was like, "Yeah, even in bed." You're like, "You're a fucking sociopath." No, Michael. No. It, yeah. <laughs> that is not so, how you do it. No, it's really disrespectful. But anyway, um, yeah, no, I, I don't care at all. And Eli Manning is a terrible quarterback. And it's nice that Clark's not here actually to challenge that point. <laughs> to challenge that he's a terrible quarterback? How can anyone yeah. say he's not? I mean, he had Clark two does. exceptional runs. Yeah, well, Clark is Clark sees the best in people. I think that he was – I think Eli Manning was a fine quarterback for a long time, and that was like six years ago. He was a decent quarterback, yeah. Yeah, and I don't give a shit if he makes the Hall of Fame. I think he will. Yeah. You know, I, I think just like the further we get away from like actual playing time, Eli Manning is when people will start to remember like specifically the Super Bowl runs and those playoff runs. And uh, I, I don't think the uh, the wobbly duck – you know, uh, mouth breathing Eli will be remembered as much. It'll be like a positive nostalgia type of thing. And, um, I don't know. I, I kind of take a look at some of the quarterbacks who are actually in the hall of fame. And if Terry Bradshaw is in the hall of fame for being a quarterback, I think Eli Manning has a pretty solid case to make it mm-hmm. granted. I, it's different now. I mean, Terry Bradshaw in the seventies versus Eli Manning in a more pass happy NFL now, but I never thought Terry Bradshaw was a good quarterback either. And he was carried by the Pittsburgh defense his entire career, but that's, that's yeah. another argument. I I agree with what you're saying there, Jordan, we're going to be talking about like, what a nice guy he was like, he'd really get yeah. attention. And uh, I don't give a shit. <laughs> I mean, that that was like all the stories when he announced that he was going to retire is you just saw and heard about all these great stories about, oh, Eli came back after the team left the bar and paid for the entire tab or like the waiters all hundred dollar bills. And it's just going to be like a very big love fest for him. And it helps that his last name is Manning. Yeah. Massively. Massively. Yeah. Basically, yeah. the only way he's getting it is because he's a Manning. That's I, that's the the small bit of bitter uh, hatred I'm holding on to. The bitter hope. Let it is, go, man. I can't. I can't. He's just not okay. like. What are we doing here? Every fucking good quarterback then of that generation, like Ben Roethlisberger, Matt Ryan, like all of those guys. That whole genre. Philip Rivers. All those guys then are Hall of Fame quarterbacks. Are they? Dude, Ro- Roethlisberger is definitely going to get in, and that sucks. Because he's evil. Matt Ryan, maybe if he actually won that Super Bowl, I think he'd have a better case, but not not so much if he won one. I agree with that. Yeah. No, if if he was Philip Rivers. Well, Philip Rivers Rivers, no longer a San Diego Charger in or Los Angeles Charger. Right. The Chargers are saying they're moving on because Tyrod Taylor is the future. Um 
Did they so, say that part? No, <laughs> but <laughs> who else they got on the roster? <laughs> Easton Stick. <laughs> uh, so basically, the Chargers are drafting a QB at six overall. Um, but uh, but yeah, so Phil Rivers has a chance to go somewhere and win a Super Bowl. Someone actually, uh, one of the writers for Fake Teams Antonio reached out or was saying he tweeted at me and he was like, Oh, it's going to be fun to see Tom Brady play for the Chargers and Philip Rivers play for the uh, Patriots. And I was like, Go burn in hell. <laughs> um, I-, I think that's a smart move by Los Angeles because Philip Rivers is what, like 37 or so? Uh, he's up there and it's just he doesn't seem like he matches the timeline with some of the other young talent on their team and it's it's kind especially after this season it kind of feels like it's the game is passing him by a little bit rivers has had to use the entire right side of his body to throw a ball for a few years (laughs) 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 a shot puts it like 15 yards downfield. It's so bad. Oh, Stop yeah. looking at the dog. Sorry. Sorry. Well, he hasn't pooped yet today, <laughs> or he pooped early in this morning, and I'm paranoid <laughs> that he's going to poop in the crate and then roll around in it. Oh, oh that wouldn't be good. I know. This is These are the joys <laughs> of fatherhood. The biggest speculation I see is uh, Rivers to Tampa Bay because Phil Rivers like, just packed up and left for Florida. But is Philip Rivers at this point in his career better than Jameis Winston? No. He's cheaper probably. Worse. But but I mean again, like he really can't throw downfield. I that's a terrible match. Yeah. I don't like that's that. True. At all. Well, we have a very special guest since this is actually, despite the fact that we spent the first whatever fifteen minutes talking about uh Eli Manning. Philip Rivers and my new puppy. We are, this is a Super Bowl podcast, Super Bowl preview podcast. And for that, we would like to welcome on special guest, uh, Oscar Aprigio, who's the host for the Better Rivals podcast over on NinersNation.com. Oscar, how are you? I'm doing swimmingly. It's Super Bowl week. I'm excited to get into the game. Uh, I mean, it's been a while since we've been here, so I'm, I'm super pumped. Yeah. Well, it's Super Bowl week, which means we are here. For the Super Bowl Live Preview, shout out to Liv Tyler uh, for making it this far in, the, in a man's game. Go win it all, Liv. Uh, we have five categories that we're going to talk about to preview this game, and we will start with the first category of the five that we'll be talking about to uh, preview this game. And that category, the category one, that is, that we are using to talk about this game, is what will happen. So one thing we are certain will happen in this game. Oscar, as the guest, we'll start with you. What is one thing you are certain is going to happen in this game? You know, one thing that I think will happen is that the the teams will hit the over. I think the over is it's set at like 54 and a half at this point. Uh, I don't know that you're going to see, I don't see that you're going to, I don't know that you're going to see both defenses get a lot of stops. I think the 49ers offense is going to be fine against that Chiefs defense. And, and the Chiefs, of course, can put up points. So I don't know that this is going to be, you know, kind of bonkers, maybe Eagles Patriots level. Um, but but I certainly don't think we're going to be in for a 10-3 snooze fest. Uh, so I do think some points will be scored, uh, and it's going to be interesting to see who, well, who scores most of them. Yeah, I certainly hope so. I would love this game to be the Chiefs-Rams game from last year, where it wasn't just that it was like an offensive explosion and no defenses could stop anything. I mean, they couldn't. But it was also that defense was still making like huge, massive plays. Like the Rams had 
you know, two sack fumbles. One of them was a touchdown. Aaron Donald was a monster all over the field. Like that's the kind of game that I would love this uh, to be. Yeah, you know, I think everyone looks at the last two games for the Niners and they think to themselves, you know, oh, Jimmy Garoppolo, he's, you know, he's the first quarterback since, you know, the elder Greasy to win a, ga- a playoff game without throwing the ball more than 10 times. Uh, and people forget that when you look at yards per attempt over the course of the year for qualifying quarterbacks, Jimmy Garoppolo was tops in the league. He averaged 8.4 yards per attempt. Uh, and second, of course, Patrick Mahomes, who averaged 8.3. Now, that's not to say that Garoppolo is a better or as good a quarterback as Mahomes. I think I would very clearly say that Mahomes is a better quarterback. But when you look at the marriage of system and quarterback, I think Garoppolo can run that system really well. And that's what you need. You need a, a quarterback who can execute. And Jimmy Garoppolo can do just that. Yeah, I agree. I, um, I don't think it's going to be as big of like a slugfest as people are hoping for. Um, and we'll get to my thing that I think is going to happen in a little bit, but I, I think one thing we have to remember, uh, the Super Bowl is probably the biggest game in sports and neither of these quarterbacks have ever played in it. So I think they're going to get off to a, a slow start. And then after they get like a, a series or two under them, that's when we might start to see some yardage pile up and some points get on the board. Jordan, transition yeah. right into what you think is going to happen. Um, so mine is uh, based off of a prop bet. Will either team score in the first six and a half minutes of game time? And uh, the odds are uh, minus 110, yes, minus 110, no. But I would put my money on no. And I, I don't think any team is going to come out just uh, lighting it up. They might have a pretty good game script going, but it's – it's a big game. There's a huge buildup. There's all these things going on before the game. It's just at a different pace. Um, I actually think Jimmy Garoppolo might be a little bit at an advantage here to start the game because Jordan? he has been to and won a Super Bowl. Yeah, Jordan, can we, from now on, for the rest of this podcast, refer to him as two-time Super Bowl champion Jimmy Garoppolo? <laughs> um, Who's no. going to, if he wins, <laughs> he wins, he will have more Super Bowl championships than quote-unquote Hall of Fame quarterback Eli Manning. If he wins, we can refer to him as two-time Super Bowl <laughs> champion because being the being the backup, it's like half a Super Bowl win. Mm, okay, we'll, we'll give him two a two-hole right. one. The Super Bowl champion point. Jimmy G. But yeah, he at least knows, and um, I mean, we've heard this about Tom Brady before because he's been to so many Super Bowls. He knows how to, I guess, kind of pace himself through the game. The half times longer, etc. Um, so I, I think that. The, the game it might start out a little bit slower than we're expecting. And uh, within the first six and a half minutes of the game, that's, that's an easy no for me. So I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm taking more of the, uh, the Oscar side of things here. I think that this game is going to be pretty high scoring. And I, I'm expecting a smoke show kind of from the get-go. I think that they'll probably go about it in slightly different ways. But uh, yeah, I mean, for, to, to play off of some of the points that have already been made here, my one thing that I think is going to happen is that George Kittle is going to pancake somebody early on, uh, on a, uh, a rushing score. And, uh, I, I hope to see a lot of that throughout the day. That guy's just such a treat to watch. But will he get up and laugh at the person he pancakes? This it's is going to be, yeah. How far out of the club will he throw him? <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, I might, might, of course, is that all that exciting of a uh, thing from like a fantasy perspective, but yeah, no, I, I think, I think this is going to be a, a slobber knocker. Mm. nice nice term a slobber knocker it sounds real nasty but it's it's applicable there well done nicholas always one for the euphemisms nick (laughs) 
Uh, well, we just like roll very smoothly through this because the thing that I think will happen, I'm assuring you will happen, is that Kyle Shanahan's going to run the ball and it will be run successfully. Uh, the Chiefs were able to control Derrick Henry uh, in the AFC Championship game, but basically the reason they did that is they just put everyone in the box and dared uh, Ryan Tannehill and that passing game to beat them in one-on-one man coverage. They're still, this whole season, they were ranked 29th in DVOA, so they're not they're, you know, good at it. And Shanahan's different. His system is different. I just have a lot more faith in the system. Henry was a one-man, unstoppable wrecking crew, but if you stopped him, that's, you know, game over Shanahan's system is unstoppable like it's not Raheem Mostert who's running people over it's just that Shanahan opens these massive gaping holes for him and he's good enough to take advantage of it and I don't think that the Chiefs can as simply as being like we're gonna play eight in the box or nine in the box like we're gonna put everyone in the box and just stop Derrick Henry I don't think that's gonna work because it's not just Derrick Henry runs forward and you gotta slow him down it's like moving you know from sideline to sideline which is where the what Shanahan loves to do to get the defense out of position and create these massive holes. Yeah. You know, if you think of the the different run concepts that Shanahan threw at the Packers alone, I mean, he threw inside zone, outside zone, trap, power, counter, bend back, every lead, fullback lead. I mean, he absolutely emptied the clip in terms of run concepts. And so I think you're right. It's not just going to be like a, well, let's run a zone and see what Derrick Henry can do. Uh, it's definitely going to be, you know, Oh, there's an RPO and you've got a backside cutback. Oh, it's a pin and pull scheme. They're going to have to prepare for everything. They're probably going to play eight in the box. And that's one of their, and Jimmy Garoppolo generally does better against single high defenses. And I think that's what's that. That's part of the reason I think that he's going to do okay in the Super Bowl. Well, and it's like, unless Tyrone Mayhew plays out of his goddamn mind, if you play single safety and everyone's lined up, is that just George Kittle one-on-one with a corner? Yeah. yeah. You know, I mean, like you what, what are we doing there to stop that matchup? Even if you put Honey Badger on on Kittle, you're probably still going to throw to Kittle because at that point, Kittle's going to put his hand on Matthew's forehead and then catch the ball with the other. And, and there's like, okay. no one to stop him, and he's yeah, gone. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Well, we will move on then to uh, our second category, what you need to happen. One thing that we would love to see happen uh, in this game, and I will say initially – my was offense that I wanted to see, you know, I needed to see a big explosion for offense, but we talked about that as a will happen. So I can't say that I need that anymore. That's not a love. What I need to have to happen in this game, I need to find one flaw in Patrick Mahomes, just one, just show me like that. This guy isn't perfect at absolutely everything. Have one thing that, uh, you know, comes out of this game where ESPN and SportsCenter and all of those guys can be like, well, you know what? Maybe he's not like the absolutely perfect football player that we all think he is. Because so far he has shown no real discernible flaws. And I need to see just just one so that I can feel confident that he's not going to eventually overtake Brady as the greatest quarterback of all time. These are very selfish reasons. <laughs> so I, I want to piggyback off of this because it, it, it plays well nicely here. Um, what I need to see is Richard Sherman do something to make Seattle fans, pardon the profanity, but just shout fuck at the screen. Um, so, Oscar, I'm a Seattle native whose love of Pete Carroll has drastically soured, and I'm, I'm very angry with him for having let Sherman go. I'm ready to see him ousted. I, I want to see a huge game out of Richard Sherman, and I think it would be very nice if he uh, is able to take Mahomes to task on one side of the field. 
Oh man, and that, my friend, we are aligned because the thing that I want to see is I want to see that 49ers secondary, um, or maybe it's, you know, in terms of a fumble being forced from that defensive line, Mm -hmm. I I need to steal a possession from Mahomes. That if the Niners can steal a possession, things change dramatically because I think this game is shaping up to be one of those who the hell has the ball last kind of games. And and if they can steal a possession, Mahomes hasn't thrown a ton of picks, but, you know, sometimes he's just off. You think about the game against the Patriots, his first pick. You know, it wasn't a terrible pass, but he kind of lets it float underneath. You've got an underneath defender who's able to kind of undercut it and pick it off. Uh, it, it wasn't something that happens often, but it, it's available. Um, and when you think about maybe him being able to fumble uh, when, with that defensive line, I mean, I need Nick Bosa to just demolish someone. Uh, and he's want to do that over the course of the year. So I need to steal a possession from Patrick Mahomes because they can score and they can score often, but they can't score when they don't have the ball. Uh, yeah. And so I need the Niners to, to keep it. Uh, and you know what? I'm with you, Richard Sherman. Let's do it. I want a Richard Sherman press conference to the level oh. that Michael Crabtree has never yes. seen. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Love it. Richard Sherman just comes onto the stage winning a Super Bowl and just being like, Michael Crabtree. And he's like, what, man? I've been I retired. Want him to I'm bring, literally out of the league. I want him to bring Crabtree's chain and have a turkey leg in the other hand <laughs> and just every slight ever. I want it all on, just just air on it out. there. Yeah. I'm in. Um, in in terms of the team you know it coming down to the team that has the ball last um, this is where my thing comes into play Um, thing that I need to happen is that I need uh, one Andy Reid to manage his clock and his timeouts effectively (laughs) Um, I get that the like the chess match of coaching is just part of the game but personally, I would rather see the end of the game happen because of something that happened on the field, not because like the Chiefs just ran out of timeouts or, you know, they used a timeout in the third quarter, which is something I just cannot stand when NFL teams do. Um, I-, I need him to manage his time effectively so we can have the proper Andy Reid offense for Shanahan offense and let it play with the pieces moving on the gridiron and not because of some sort of, you know, typical Andy Reid fashion of a mental lapse costing them valuable time to win a very, very important football game. Yeah, I think that would that'd be a bummer for everybody around. I mean, it's, it's nice when your opponent makes a mistake, but that I don't think is how many of the 49ers will want to win. That being you said... Know, you, you, no, they'll as take someone, it any way they can get. <laughs> yeah, as someone who won yeah, a Super man, Bowl if personally. The, if that win comes, I, it doesn't matter how it happens. <laughs> like, I, don't, I don't care. If, if the lights, look, all I'm saying is I know exactly where all the Transformers are near the stadium, and I will shut the lights off. <laughs> I will shut them down. I mean, I, I, as someone who won a Super Bowl because Pete Carroll decided to throw the ball at the one-yard line as opposed to run it with the best running back in the league at that season, hey, I, I, I happily will win a Super Bowl on the backs of a bad coach move. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I got you, Nick. Uh, All right. Before we move (laughs) on to our final three categories uh, and get into the real good stuff, the picks, the non-quarterback Super Bowl MVP, we're going to take a quick ad break. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. 
With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. All right, we have, uh, what do we got? Four categories left, really three categories, and then we're going to pick a winner. Uh, First category, we're going to Super Bowl week stories we are 100% going to get sick of because you know that there's going to be a bunch out there that are just going to be like spreading around. You're like, all right, I've heard this over and over and over. Uh, Nick, let's start with you. What story that you know is going to be all over the airwaves for this entire week that you're just going to be like, "Ah, I'm sick of this already. So Oscar touched on this earlier when he was, uh, well, and you did too, when you guys were discussing the the nature of the Shanahan run game, I am going to bleed out of my ears if I have to listen to people talk about how this is like an old school football team that wants to control the clock by running the football and, <laughs> and totally missing the way that this run game operates. This is not just like a hand the ball off three yards pile of dust. This is a, a, a much differently designed style of, of uh, run game. It's a unique run game. And I, I don't want it to be just, uh, addressed as this dumbed down, uh, like throwback old school style offense. You know, I think for me, you think about something you'll hear often. We've talked about a couple of them already. You're going to hear a lot about Jimmy Garoppolo, whether or not he's good. You're going to hear a lot about the running game, Andy Reid, Kyle Shanahan. I think the one thing you're probably going to see on loop is D Ford jumping off sides. Yeah. Probably going to get the, the D Ford redemption story and how he's facing his former team and how, you know, Frank Clark, and then you're going to get a lot of Frank Clark and D Ford comparisons. And, and so I think you're going to get a lot of the, the redemption story in addition to uh, Kansas city being perhaps the wasteland for 49ers quarterbacks. Uh, Cause there were, there were five quarterbacks who've played for the chiefs that were once Niners. Can Damn. you collectively name them all? No. Well, let's see at the very least it was, uh, not Steve Young. Uh, nope, earlier Didn't than that. Do it, but uh, who's before Steve Young? Joe Montana. Boom. Montana. That's who I was thinking of. <laughs> yep. You've got Joe Montana. You've got uh, Steve DeBerg, Elvis Gerback, Steve Bono, and Alex Smith. Oh, Alex Smith. God damn it. That one. That one. The goat, Elvis Gerback. <laughs> yes. Uh, who Love was, it. interestingly enough, accidentally voted the sexiest man alive. Really? Yes. Well, Google it. Trust me. I, I do not tell lies. It's, right. it's, it's, well, it's I, I would believe everything that you comes out of your mouth. <laughs> I am in. Sexy Did Garoppolo win that award too? Uh, he won it in the fans' hearts every he time he sh- wins. Okay. Every time. And that says, smile. feels great, baby. Oh, my God. That okay. smile is okay. incredible. Did- did he win because Gerback is super close to the last name Presley? <laughs> I, I have no idea. I don't know how these things happen. It was a tabulation error. Pricewaterhouse Coopers got the wrong thing. Someone said Moonlight. Someone said Elvis Gerback. It was crazy. Uh, yeah, I love it. I would love it. That's that's the new story. That's the story we, as the RB1 podcast, are going to spread through Super Bowl week, is that Elvis Gerback won because of a, a technical error. It was supposed to be Elvis Presley. <laughs> That's how he won Sexiest Man uh, of the Year. Uh, the thing for me that I'm already sick of and 100% sick of, it's two things, both Chiefs-related, unsurprisingly. I Am I missing something here? I didn't see it live, so I didn't like understand the importance and the gravitas of the moment. But that Patrick Mahomes touchdown run, 
am I the only one who it didn't really do anything for? Like people went fucking ape shit for it and thought it was like the greatest play in NFL history. And I was like, well, he stayed in bounds and then fell into the end zone. Yeah, he survived some hits, but it wasn't like this incredible, like Lamar Jackson had like five better runs this season than, than that. So I don't know if I'm just missing something here, but I know that play is going to get played over and over and over in the in the uh, Patrick Mahomes highlight reel. I also, I am just already not a fan of Tyreek Hill being here. So I don't need to have a microphone in his face for a week and hear whatever shit spews out of it. So, but anyways, but, but the main Patrick Mahomes run, someone tell me that why that thing is actually as incredible as it is. I think it's the same reason that people get excited over fat guy touchdowns. Uh, it's because you don't really expect it. You're like, that guy's a tackle. He shouldn't be able to catch the ball. Uh, and you look at Mahomes, like Lamar Jackson, you expect that from Lamar mm. Jackson. You expect that from, you know, the, even the, like the Colin Kaepernick's of the world, right? Like mm-hmm. he had 181 yards rushing against the Packers in a game. I don't know that you expect that from Patrick Mahomes. Uh, and so when he does, okay. you know, a couple of curly cues, you're like, well, the bar for his running ability is set somewhere between... Uh, you know, I don't know, Mitchell Schwartz uh, and, and, you know, just above that. And, and so you're like, all right, cool. That, that was all right. All right. That's, that's a reasonable. I also, I just, I'm always, I feel that because the world already has a love fest for Patrick Mahomes, I feel like often his plays are overblown occasionally. Um, but so that's, that's a good clarify is that his bar is much lower. I have clearly, I thought his bar was so high that he was supposed to be like God and so God doing a normal run was like, okay, God, let's chill. This is just uh, this is so personal for you because this is just someone validating the fact that, that Patrick Mahomes has not yet been. I need to find a failure. I need to find a flaw. Oh, it's that his, his expect, our expectations are just not that high. So that's, that's what it is. I mean, you've heard him talk, right? Yeah, sounds like Kermit. <laughs> like, because like, if you're There's gonna find flaw. a flaw, that's where you start. There's his one flaw. God, can you imagine if that is your one flaws that you just have like a kind of you sound voice? like Kermit the Frog, right? Like, I I would do that. Hell yeah, I would sound like Kermit the Frog to be just like the most physically gifted football player in the world. Everything Patrick Mahomes does is the best thing and most impossible thing you have ever seen. So. So just absurd. just be prepared for that this week. <sighs> That's why I need one flaw. Jordan, uh, what is this Super Bowl week story that you're already 100% sick of? Um, I am already sick of uh, the media trying to determine which team's tight end is the most wild or quirky or <laughs> insane tight end who likes to, you know, throw blocks and is the best receiver on their team which one is it i honestly i'm uh, we've got enough of that over the course of the regular season we i think we get it they're both pretty good tight ends and that's it's hard to do but also there's not a lot of competition for it right now so i'm just i i don't really care about that's a that's either one of them right now that's (laughs) Such a good one because yes, I can tell you that it is going to drive me up a wall when it's just like, who's funnier? Whose social media presence is more impactful? Who has crazier things? Is it Travis Kelsey or George Kittle? Hey, you know who set that in motion? A little guy by the name of Rob Gronkowski for a year. <laughs> Hall, of, Hall of Fame Rob Gronkowski? Are we talking about what? No, don't be crazy. I think I have so much to add. 
Look at him. Look at him squirming. I'm just going to be on a roll. So I'm, just, <laughs> I'm, I'm twiddling my thumbs. We're ready to move. Uh, all right. Let's go on to who has the most to gain uh, from winning this game. Jordan, why don't we start with you? Well, I think that it's pretty clear and obvious that it's Andy Reid. Um, if he wins this game, he pretty much solidifies without any sort of question whether or not he deserves to be in the Hall of Fame as a coach. Um, you hear these stories about Andy Reid being um, just a really innovative guy and like a genius around the league. People love him, but it's it will always be a blemish on his resume to not have had success when it counts. And if he wins this game, that's when the entire narrative flips. Yeah, so Andy Reid is the sixth winningest coach in NFL history. This is from Peter King's uh, column from either this morning or yesterday. Um, the five head coaches ahead of him, uh, the five winningest, have won 26 <sighs> NFL championships or Super Bowls. Andy Reid is the sixth. He's won zero. Yeah. So absolutely. I mean, he's he is that good. And, and that's the thing. It's like, Andy Reid, great, but there's always that but there. Uh, and mm-hmm. so I think, yeah, you're absolutely right. I think this is a big one for Andy Reid. Uh, yeah, it's too bad. It, they're gonna have to, you know, have them have another go next year. It's it's gonna be real bad. But. I mean, with Patrick Mahomes having no flaws, they should be able to be in the Super Bowl every year, perpetually. Exactly. So yes, I agree with this. I agree with the the uh, the literal answer of of Andy Reid definitely being it. I think perhaps the more meta answer is going to be the rest of the league. We always see sort of uh, like fall out from the way that the game is won. Every team will try to, yeah, yeah, yeah. He knows where I'm going with this. This is the most Every beautiful Nick answer. Emulate the, <laughs> the most like standout thing. And we've already kind of touched on it. It's going to be probably Shanahan's run game. Smart coaches, smart GMs are just going to be frothing at the mouth as they see the uh, run game success where all of these, like the 20 other teams in the NFL are like, we can keep doing this three yards in a pile of dust thing. See, we can do it. We can do it. And the, the smart teams, the, uh, they will continue to acquire resources in an intelligent manner. And I think that, uh, yeah, the, like I'm getting excited about Andrew Barry going to the Browns. That's going to be a fun team to watch. Anyway. Yeah. I think the smart team, I think the smart teams are going to benefit heavily because people are going to try to replicate uh, Shanahan's ground success and they're not going to be able to do it because they're not going to be doing it the right way. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. My answer is Andy Reid. It's the Dan, Dan Marino thing. If Dan Marino had a Super Bowl, he would be, you know, he would be in every goat quarterback conversation and he doesn't and he's not. And I think if Andy Reid wins a Super Bowl, he goes from being a great coach to one of the best coaches in NFL history. So it's crazy that one game does that, but he's easily has the most to, to most to gain from winning it. You know, I will say that being able to get the 28 to three jokes out of Twitter uh, is, is probably not bad for Kyle Shanahan. Cause if he wins a Super Bowl, uh, you're going to hear, yeah, you're going to hear a lot less about 28 to three yeah. uh, than if, than now anytime I literally roll my eyes whenever the score gets to 28 or anything resemble like 25 <laughs> to three. I'm like, don't kick a field. close enough. Don't kick a field goal. Don't make this 28 to three. Please God don't. Uh, Cause yeah, I'm, I'm definitely over those Twitter jokes yeah. and I'm not even an Atlanta fan. I'm just a Shanahan fan. I can't even imagine what the city of Atlanta has done. There's your, there's another Super Bowl week narrative that we can, we can let burn. Uh, all right. Before we get to picking who is going to actually win this game quickly, 
if a court a non-quarterback wins Super Bowl MVP, who is it going to be? Uh, my guy, we talked about how good this offense and how good this run game is going to be. So I think if it's not going to be Jimmy G uh, or if it's not going to be Patrick Mahomes, it's going to be Raheem Mostert who maybe puts together another, you know, 150 plus three touchdown game because this system is just so good that no one can stop it. So he's, I think if it's not a quarterback who's locking it in, it seems Raheem Mostert is the, is the obvious pick for me. Uh, Oscar, who do you got? Man, I was hoping I'd go last so I could pick one that you guys didn't oh, pick already damn. just to like <laughs> throw some throw some variation in there. Because I think if the Niners are going to win this game, I think the, and it's not going to be Jimmy Garoppolo who's the MVP, it's going to be George Kittle um, or some other kind of offensive producer. I think the, the unsung hero here is going to be someone like a Debo Samuel who is going to just turn into a running back. Um, you know, th- this is going to be an extension of Shanahan's run game, right? He even turns his wide receivers into running yeah. backs. Build your team around that, folks, uh, because it's gonna be it's gonna be some some running after the catch that's gonna get a lot of yards. So I think someone like Debo Samuel or uh, or George Kittle uh, for Super Bowl MVP. Nick, yeah. So I unfortunately I think that the the MVP is gonna be you know on the winning team, and I am right now. I've I've gone back and forth on this. I think that the Chiefs are gonna win, and I'm like 51 percent certain of that. So I'm going. I hate this. I'm going with Tyreek Hill, but I do think that if it's anybody else on the field, it will be George Kittle. But I'm, I'm not rooting for Hill. I just who I think it's going to be because of of the type of receiver that can defeat Richard Sherman. It is the very speedy guys, and also they'll move him around the formation, so he'll be able to produce wherever. But uh, San Francisco does a phenomenal job. You know, Quan Alexander's back. They do a phenomenal job of shutting down running backs in the passing game. If if the Chiefs are going to win. It's just going to be like the the perimeter, and I, well, I guess with Kelsey on the interior, um, it's going to be an aerial show from Mahomes, and I think that that will come largely from just crazy games from Tyree Kill. So again, I'm not rooting for it, but it, it's what I think is probably most likely to happen. Well, Nick, you lasted fifty some odd episodes on the show. It's been a great run. Uh, that was the final thing you'll ever say for this show. So goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I mean, George, again, I'd love it to be Kittle. It would be I so would love fun. it to not be Tyreek Hill. Or it to be Tyreek Hill, and then the NFL, in a rare moment of clarity, is just like, sorry, we're not giving it to you. Be a better person. That'd be nice, <laughs> but it's not going to happen. NFL moment of clarity. That's funny. <laughs> um, I, I think, um, so I'm, I'm going to kind of flip this question on its head a little bit. Um, since you already picked Raheem Moster, I think that's like, probably the easiest non-QB one. Then I'm going to go on the other side and go with Damian Williams as, because last time or last week when I was looking at some prop bets, I saw Damian Williams as 50 to one odds to win Super Bowl MVP, which is pretty long, but that's a pretty big payout. So, I mean, if you're feeling a little springy and want to, you know, put 20 bucks or so on a rare Damian Williams, just, for whatever reason, there's there's a script that either one of these running backs could potentially take home an MVP by just having a, a, a day. So yeah. I don't know. I I think that's pretty pretty fancy and spicy for uh for the fifty to one odds. I like that. I had <clears throat> if the Chiefs win, 
my super sneaky one was I, if the Chiefs win, it's because I think Tyrone Mayhew does something just absolutely crazy and like is able to shut down George Kittle, gets a pick, maybe a fumble. Like he's been playing really well going through the postseason. I feel like that's the you always it's always that flashy guy who has a couple flashy plays. Remember, uh, what was it, Malcolm? Who is yeah. it? Malcolm Smith. There you go. Super Bowl MVP, Malcolm Smith. That's all you need to have. Paid by Oakland. He got paid. He got paid I by would... San Francisco. Did? Yeah, that's oh, that's right. right. You hate to yeah. see it. Oh, he was the, he was the worst linebacker the moment he was signed on the team. Yeah. <laughs> <It was bad. laughs> oh. uh, that was good. Um, uh, I would love to see a side by side photo of, of uh, Kittle and Tyron Matthews. I think George uh, Kittle could, could literally put. Tyron Mayhew into like a, a baby Bajoran and just wear like him. eight inches taller. Yeah, he's huge. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, that's I, what I'm saying. It would have to be an absurd game, but yeah. yeah. I mean, who else on that Chiefs defense is making any plays? No one. Brashard Breland's gonna make a bunch of plays. Brashard Breland's gonna come at me now. No. Juan, uh, Juan Thornhill is the only guy who was, uh, who was in there. Chris Jones, probably. That guy's pretty good at football. Yeah, he's decent. Um, Frank Clark sometimes, but you know, it just depends. Uh, it's gonna be Sorensen <laughs> making some special teams plays. Let's MVP. God, can we get a gunner to win Super Bowl MVP or a gunner? <laughs> That'd be incredible. I'm here for it. All right, let's let's finish it up with picking who's gonna win. Nick already ruined this for everyone by saying that he thinks the Chiefs are gonna win by 51%. Oh my god, Nick. He even knew what categories were coming. Uh Jordan, who you have to win? Uh I'm just going to I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick the Chiefs because I, I just think they, I mean, sorry, Pete, they just have the better quarterback. Over Jimmy G. That's all that's, I'm basically I mean, that's on. fair. I'm, just, I'm picking I, one group where the Chiefs have the advantage. It's true. He is perfect. I've heard. Uh, I, I'm picking the 49ers. I just think I, Kyle Shanahan's offense is just clicking so beautifully and he is play his play calling is also on point the fact that he can <laughs> jimmy g throws an interception against the vikings and kyle shannon's like all right jimmy g that's it you're done we're just gonna run the ball now 50 times and then they win in a blowout uh, i'm i'm all here for the shannon hand to to do it plus uh Plus, they have a good pass rush, which I think could stifle Mahomes. And uh, you're facing a one-dimensional offense since, despite the fact that Jordan thinks Damian Williams is going to win Super Bowl MVP. <laughs> what is that? What has that run game done recently for you? Oscar, what do you, who do you have? I'm, I'm thinking, call it a hunch, but I'm going to say 49ers. You must be out of your mind if you think I'm going to come on here and pick anyone other than the 49ers. Damn right I'm picking the 49ers. I'm picking them in a high-scoring game by two points, uh, something ridiculous like, you know, 33-30 to 30 or 33-31, something odd like that. I love it. You may even see some, like, weird scoregami. Uh, but, but, yeah, it's going to be the Niners. They're going to have the ball last. It's going to be a hell of a game. Uh, and they will, uh, they'll have their sixth Lombardi trophy at the end of Sunday. Ooh, saucy. I do that. That is, I will say in the back of my mind as a, as a selfish Patriots fan, mm, Niners, if the Niners win now, suddenly there's a bunch of people at the top with six Super Bowls. I don't like that. I don't <laughs> like that. I don't like that at all. I don't like that. I want to be in an elite club because I had so much to do with these, uh, these wins. Uh, so there you go. Super Bowl live, uh, I love that branding. Well done. Well done, NFL. Way to make the Super Bowl live. Way to bring it to life. God bless. Let's get rid of Roman numerals. I'm sorry. 
Like, what? Uh, am I supposed to look at LIV and be like, oh, yeah, 54. Good. We're almost there. Almost to 100. Come on. Get out Next here. year is going to be Super Bowl Las Vegas. So, oh, is it going to be in? I think it should be in Las Vegas then. I don't know where it is, but it better be. I feel like <laughs> Super Bowl LV in Las Vegas makes only the only sense in the world in that brand new stadium. Oh, Roger Goodell. First, take away the Super Bowl MVP away from Tyreek Hill in an act of true power, and then uh, <laughs> make Super Bowl LV in Las Vegas. We're done. Done. We've cured the NFL. Um, all right. Uh, so that's all for us. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast where everywhere spot, uh, podcasts can be found. iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, the whole nine yards. Uh, make sure to follow us on Twitter at RB1 Podcast. You can follow myself at PM Rogers, Jordan at Jordan underscore Smith 27, and Nick at Ginger underscore underscore Nick without a K. And big thanks to Oscar for just hopping on spur of the moment to join us in this uh, Super Bowl preview. I did not have time to do any research. Are you on Twitter, Oscar? I'm indeed on Twitter. You can follow me on Twitter at Better Rivals uh, in case you want to get some more Niners content from Super Bowl week. Boom. Make sure to subscribe to Better Rivals uh, also on the SB Nation podcast channel so you can find that anywhere you get podcasts. Uh, we will be back at you next week. Hope everyone enjoys Super Bowl Live. Until then. Peace. Before we go, uh, I did want to quickly mention the tragedy that happened yesterday and obviously our thoughts and love uh, to the Bryant family, the Alto Bali uh, family, the Mauser family, Chester family, uh, and Zobayan family, uh, and everyone who was affected by this accident. Things like this are a terrible reminder how fleeting life can be, uh, so cherish those you love, uh, our, our love and support to everyone out there.